Linda Pinizzato. She's not your typical realtor. She's your real estate counselor, teacher, and advisor. Whether it's a house, townhome, or condo, when you're ready, she's your negotiator. With 34 years of experience, Linda guarantees that you have the real estate knowledge you need to make the right decisions. Call Linda Pinizzato at Sutton Group Quantum Realty, 416-561-7373, or visit her at lindapinizzato.com. Hello there, you're listening to Linda Pinizzato of The Condo Expert. You know, we talk about different issues that are happening within condominiums and, uh, you know, trying to give some information awareness and a lot of condominium owners, uh, they... They purchase into condos, but many times they really don't understand the full extent of how the operations go on and different things that could happen. And many times, you know, it ends up being a situation where you almost have to experience it to live it to kind of know it. So today we uh, we have a condo owner on the line. Camilla, I'd like to welcome you to the Condo Expert. Awesome. Thank you so much, Linda. I'm really glad to be here with you and all of the listeners. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us because, you know, there's a lot of times I think that, uh, you know, when the listeners are listening to the show, they want to have, they want to listen to firsthand experience. So, mm-hmm. you know, like how long have you actually been a condo owner? Um, since 2010. Really? And that was your first experience? Like you've never been a condominium owner prior to that? No, prior to that. No, not at all. And I'm not... Uh, I come from the West Coast, and I made a transition to being in the greater Toronto area. And so dealing with weather conditions and snow and thinking about snow removal and things like that was a bit over my head um, because I come from a sunny place. So one of, like, the first attractions about moving into a condo is that snow removal was taken care of, the car is parked underground, and is just ready to go, as long as most of the streets are, too. (laughs) <laughs> well, no, that, you know, that is a, that is a really valid point because, you mm-hmm. know, everybody has like chooses different styles of housing that's going to really personalize things for themselves. Mm-hmm. So that would have been a big transition for you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it was, I mean, I, I went to a uh, university in a cold climate where there was snow. And so living on campus, you know, we didn't have to deal with snow removal either. I don't know why I'm so intimidated by that, but <laughs> but that was one of the first attractions that I had to wanting to be in a condo. But then the next thing that steps into play are the amenities of the building. I mean, it was a fantastic idea to be able to move into a condo space and suddenly you've got a squash court and you've got a fabulous rooftop deck with barbecues and you have a health club, sauna. These these amenities are fantastic, and these are things you certainly want to get, let's say, if you just went into purchasing your first home. <laughs> well, you know, it makes a difference. And, and I think one of the key things is is that did you feel once you made the decision to buy a condominium that you'd have an easier lifestyle? Because it seems like it all revolves around having a bit of an easier lifestyle. You don't really have to venture into some things that might be intimidating to start out. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's exactly what you're tapping into is I I was looking for easy street. <laughs> you know, I wanted a really comfortable, easy experience. You know, and when we first moved in, we had that. But the longer we started to live in a condo, the more we started to understand some of the compromises and trade-offs you have for being able to step into that lifestyle. 
Well, I think, and the interesting part too is that you're actually in like more of a stacked townhouse, uh, like it's like true. you're in a, a loft kind of a townhouse mm-hmm. as opposed to the you know everyday typical three hundred units and thirty story types because you don't have the I guess aggravation of elevators for yourself unless of course you're going to the rooftops. Right, exactly. That that is one of the wonderful things about our building. Which is something, to be honest with you, I didn't even really consider. I mean, other than the fact I didn't want to, you know, have to ride the elevator to the 29th floor to take my groceries upstairs. And I wasn't interested in, you know, having that kind of penthouse view. I, I really <laughs> was looking for Easy Street. That's that's what was important for me. So what's wonderful about this building is that every single unit is lofted. It harkens back to New York city lofted spaces, but there have been improvements since this was a building that was built within the last 10 years. So so it's just, you know, beautiful open floor to ceiling windows. It's, it's fantastic. We've definitely enjoyed entertaining people here, and we're fortunate enough to have uh, several balconies. We have like three balconies and a terrace, so we have a lot of different options or places to hang out outside as well. So it's it's a really fantastic building. So <laughs> and that it was fantastic I would say for the first year. <laughs> you know, that's isn't that an amazing like you know, I think about as you're talking, like I'm t- I'm thinking actually about a lot of typical condo units out there that would be, you know, maybe 500 square feet and not really offer any of these kind of space or, you know, maybe they will have a small balcony. It could be facing another building. Maybe they're lucky enough to face the CN Tower. I don't know. But, um, you know, it wouldn't have the same type of amenities you have. But it seems like the experiences as far as the operations of the buildings, which is comes into play, like a lot of times, you know, like yourself, condo owners love where they're living but it's the demographics and the governance and the accountabilities of the board and the operations that all of a sudden create a negative spin. Yeah, exactly. So like in our case, uh, within the first year of moving in, we had our first year here was fantastic. We really enjoyed it. And then it was uh, going into the second year that we suddenly, I was in one of my cleaning moods and I decided to be extremely you know, meticulous, and, you know, I was down on my hands and knees and really looking at the baseboards, and I came around into an area behind a couch, and uh, there's a low curtain wall on, like, the east side of our building, and I happened to notice there was sort of, like, this white fungus growing on the wall, and I'm, you know, I'm, like, totally shocked. I'm like, what is that? Because it looks like mold. Um, To make a long story short, we did, in fact, find out that there the builders of, of this building had chosen to get by on the bare minimal building or construction codes. And because a certain trap wasn't installed in on our air conditioning units, which are all connected up from, from the ground all the way up, right, we had water that was seeping down from the top floors into our units, spilling underneath our hardwood floors and just breeding mold everywhere. So this was not exactly what you want to get into when you move into a condo. This is not easy street. <laughs> no kidding. Absolutely. Yeah. So then I gather when you found that, well, it was lucky that you were actually down there cleaning. I know, right? Yeah, 100%. I guess sometimes it's good to be a type A, right? <laughs> well, absolutely. So then at that point there, what happened? You contacted property management, I gather. To yeah, come we in did. And-, and I'll tell you, not much happened really for the first month and a half because 
at first you bring in the superintendent of the building to have him inspect it, and then he says, yes, something's wrong, and then he goes to our management, the, the company that manages our property, and we had to bring in several different people to look and inspect the damage. And then it, I really, we, we were got so frustrated because we don't want to live in these sort of conditions, especially when mold's involved, that they took, a, it, seemed, it seemed to me, a very long time to decide on a contractor. Really? So when yeah. did it actually, from the time that you actually found it until the time that they actually repaired it, how, how much of a period of time are we talking? Like I, I'm, three weeks, Like three 10 months? or 11 months. That's how 11 long it months? Took. Yeah, it took the majority of the year. And, and, as of, and at the time... I was uh, expecting, and by the time uh, our daughter arrived, we the first nine months we had to deal with the construction and having workers in here. So it proved to be a really hard issue. It was like I said, we we were expecting more like Easy Street. And if you hear baby crying right now, that's our second baby. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Yeah, so we we love it's, kids, but we course. don't like living in in situations where um well where you have contractors and construction guys coming into your space and and they were there for really long hours and in fact there were even uh two weeks we couldn't even live in our condo unit while they finished doing a lot of the the finalizing or finishing up the uh construction Really? Yeah. So, you know, I think, I think the really, the poor part about it is, is that, I mean, obviously, since the corporation, I, I gather, paid for the full cost of everything? Yeah, they did. They okay. did, absolutely. And you know what? We heard stories from other condo owners telling us how lucky we were that they actually admitted that there was a problem with our unit and that they paid for it because there were three other people in the building who told us that they came with the same exact issue, because we live on the ground floor, um, that they came with the same exact issue and were told it was just a humidity issue and the quality or, the, or their lifestyle and that they didn't acknowledge there was anything that they had to do to repair that unit. Really? Well, generally speaking, especially if wall, if, if uh, I mean, I gather this is an exterior wall that it came down. It must have been an exterior wall. Actually, it is inside. It's an interior wall. Right. No, but I mean, yeah. it's an interior that's mm. uh, got an exterior to it. Like it's, Yes. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. The, the interior. Because basically, to be honest with you, a lot of cases that we hear about, you know, as far as that would create mold, it could potentially be water that's draining from the roof. It could be that's behind right. the walls and that's it's right. landing down. Yeah, we had to down. do water tests and all that. Exactly. In order. So mm-hmm. which means that they already had a deficiency somewhere up in the roof. And yeah. so therefore the water drained down and if yeah. other people see water is an interesting thing because it can actually roll to any which direction it's kind of like if you take yeah. a glass of water and you pour a little bit on a table Absolutely. and let it see where it's going to go it, mm-hmm. it'll tell you whether or not the table is level mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. in this case it seems like it all kind of floated over to that wall and ended up down at the bottom with you being at the uh, so it would have definitely been a corporation expense there's no two ways about it that's true, too, absolutely. But I guess some of the other people in the unit found that the uh, management company refused to even come in to really do a proper investigation of the circumstances of their unit. They would just walk in and say, oh, I can feel the humidity in here. It's way too high. We're not, this has nothing to do with us. Really? So they yeah. just tried to shut it down. So, well, the corporation, the way it works, I mean, a lot of condo corporations, of course, they have to have an insurance policy. 
Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, if if mold is coming in from wherever the water is coming in, then their insurance policy should, should be kicking in, and that policy should be retroactive within not even two weeks of discovery. Yeah. So why you would have to wait for 11 months is just really unacceptable. That's part of it, too. Like, it is covered by insurance. Why is it taking so long? You know, we were already, you know, dealing with the excitement of having our first baby and but then to have like over half of our unit shut down, like where we couldn't enter half of our unit. I mean, well, there's uh, no cause for that. So they didn't. Yeah. Did they offer you any funding to find alternate residents during the time that they they shut this down? Most of the time, no. Actually, only until it got to the point where we actually had to leave the unit because it was so bad. And the reason why we were they had just finished building a guest suite in our building, and um, I'll tell you, it was only because my husband was so insistent that that they finally approved letting us into that guest suite to stay for two weeks. So, in other words, it didn't even cost the corporation any monies at all to move you into the guest suite because the guest no. suite is a rented. Well, most yeah. guest suites are actually owned by the corporation. So right. in this case here, to be honest with you, it sounds as if the, uh, you know, see a lot of times what happens is, is condo corporations, uh, you know, board of directors makes decisions to change their policies. Like all of a sudden they'll take out uh, floor coverings because they want to reduce their deductibles. Yeah. But they do that at the expense of the condo owner. So, mm-hmm. but in this case here, it sounds like it was definitely a, a common element problem. So because a roof is a common element. Yeah. And yeah. when the determination comes in, it's coming, the water's coming from the roof, it's coming through the walls, it's coming down on the floor, it's entering mm-hmm. into your unit. Yes. Then there's no two ways about it. It's totally irresponsible that it took them that long to address the issue and have it repaired. I th- Yeah. And just, just how about the working on the repairs? It just seemed that, you know... Maybe they could have hired or, or contracted. I don't even understand all the dynamics of it, but maybe if just a, an extra person had been on hand to be able to help with the changes that were going on. I, I, I feel like, yeah, you know, it's in the interest to to go with a low bid, but, I mean, don't go with a bid so low that it means that people with a first-time baby are going to have to live in only half of their unit for, like, nine to 10 months. I mean, it's just, uh, well, that actually, that was, uh, t- actually that's very uncalled for. They, uh, they would have to have a fiduciary duty to provide proper services to all residents of the corporation. So they're lucky that you weren't aware of that because they technically speaking, condo boards have a fiduciary duty of the corporation. So if anything yeah. has come forward where there is some kind of fault on common elements and it's become an insured policy, then they have to protect the consumer's condo owner's rights and yeah. move forward with it and not inconvenience you to that extent. Did you yeah. find that the uh, the chemistry between yourself after all of this went down between yourself and the board of directors and or the property management office kind of changed? Because people, well, a I'll lot say, of times people say we that. Were. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. They see us coming. They, they want to turn around and walk the other way, you know. There was definitely, you know, residual tension there. I remember we had another water leak after the 10 months that they had just finished spending, that they had just spent on, they fixed our place, and then it was, I'm sorry, just a few minutes later, a few months later that that we found, like, another water leak. 
And that time when the property manager came in to review the damage, she was entirely aggressive and just put her foot down that, she, that it was our fault, it was our living conditions. And we got the same story that I had heard the three other people in the building had received. Oh, so, wow. So now you had to go into a second feud with them. So, yeah, so I went into a second feud, and, uh, you know, even I brought the superintendent, and he looked at it, and he's like, that's really unusual and strange. Uh, you know, that he said it doesn't feel humid in here at all. It feels very dry. So the issue ended up clearing by itself, and so that was uh, last last winter. So I'll see if it happens again this time, but, um, you know, to be honest with you, we... It is uh, in our future that we're going to be moving out of a condo soon and moving into a home. So, Well, you know, it, that's the sad part. A lot of times when people make the decision that they want an easier living, unfortunately, you know, condo, condo communities are trying to be about getting all along with one another. But it yeah. makes it very difficult because if all of a sudden, you know, you're depending on the board to represent you and or the property management company to be fair... Yeah, and all of a sudden this changes, and then the other problem is, is that some people that we get calling in, a lot of times they'll say, "Well, you know, we're afraid of saying something because if we do say something, they're going to torment us, or they're going to ostracize us, or they're going to yeah, exactly, they're going to blacklist you." Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know what? I'm I'm one of the people who I'm not frightened to get on that blacklist. (laughs) That's a good thing. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Like for me, I go to every single AGM, and and that's one thing I tell people who are new to the community or new to the building. Like you need to make sure you come to those meetings, that you hear what's going on, because this is a community. This is a place where we all live together, and we want to make sure that we're making this a successful environment for every single person that lives here. So communication is really really the path to to success, but I'll tell you, it's very frustrating to go to those general meetings and then have several questions that were supposed to have been addressed from the previous AGM, which was six months before, and then to have those questions like, yes, we're going to follow through on that, and then you you feel like they're not listening to you or they're just putting it off or whatever it is that you you want to become like a focus for the for the next six months. Well, it that's isn't being followed through on. Well, the AGM is a place for you to voice your opinion, ask questions, and get some answers, and certainly, uh, you know, make sure that everything is being handled appropriately. Yes. Well, you know what? Let's touch a little bit more on that. I'm going to break for a moment. It's okay. uh, Linda Pinizzato of the Condo Expert, and we'll be right back. Linda Pinizzato. She's not your typical realtor. She's your real estate counselor, teacher, and advisor. Whether it's a house, townhome, or condo. When you're ready, she's your negotiator. With 34 years of experience, Linda guarantees that you have the real estate knowledge you need to make the right decisions. Call Linda Pinizzato at Sutton Group Quantum Realty, 416-561-7373, or visit her at lindapinizzato.com. 